This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the Red's Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Red's Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Red! CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealers. The Healthcare Management Group, greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford, I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, and all of you folks here at the Holy Grail Banks. What a festive holiday atmosphere we have. Christmas has come and gone. New Year's, we're bearing down on that. All of you crazies here tonight are going to be out acting like a fool come New Year's Eve and then pay the price all day. I am sitting next, <laughs> next day, I'm sitting next to a guy who will do that. And that is my good friend Jim Day. You think so? That was in my past. Those days are behind me. So, in other words, between now and next Wednesday night, you won't be here, but I will. You'll be good, and you'll have your wits about you come New Year's Day when the two big football games, the Final Four, are on. You'll be fine. I'm not a big New Year's Eve guy. Really? Call me a snob. I'm not a big go-out-on-New-Year's-Eve guy. Let's see a show of hands. How many people are big New Year's Eve people? That like to rock and roll on New See, Year's Eve. See, most people are with me. That's amateur night. This might be the most sane group of people in the city of Cincinnati <laughs> as we speak, except for Rosie. <laughs> Look at Rosie. It she, doesn't mean I'm not going to have a little fiesta at home. Well, I understand that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Or at a neighbor's house or whatever the Correct. case might be, you can simply walk home. Right. You catch me? I got you, Drew. Now, in a very few short minutes, we are going to be visiting by telephone with the newest member of the Cincinnati Reds, they announced a couple of days ago that Jared Hughes, ex-Pittsburgh Pirate, ex-Milwaukee Brewer, a 32-year-old veteran of the Relief Wars. He spent his entire career in the National League Central. And Dick Williams announced uh, that he's been signed to a contract, what, two years with an option for a third. And I, for one, and I'm sure you join me in saying the same thing, a tremendous addition to this bullpen. I really like the signing. Um, we're not talking about how many times have we heard about a guy. He had terrific years in 2014 and 2015, fell by the wayside the last couple of years. We hope that he rediscovers his form. Jared Hughes has uh, got proven numbers over the last four seasons. Yeah. 250 in the third innings of 2.55 ERA baseball. He's pitched 
entirely in the National League Central with the Brewers and the Pirates. So we're talking about a known quantity, uh, not someone that they hope is going to be good at the big league level, someone that has been good at the big league level. And it, the way the bullpen shakes out right now with Rice Iglesias at the back end, we're assuming he's going to be there come the start of the season. You're not asking him to be the closer. You're perhaps asking him to be a one-inning guy, maybe in the seventh inning where he's pitched primarily. Right. He's a ground ball pitcher, which is good for this ballpark. Doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Good for this ballpark. So I think it was a tremendous addition. Yeah, and going back to something you touched on a moment ago, uh, I've had problems the last two years with the Reds announcing that they have signed, they brought in a guy, signing to a minor league contract with an invitation to spring training. More often than not, he's been with 14 different clubs, eight made it with nobody, and yet they think that they're going to catch lightning in a bottle and he's mm-hmm. going to be a star. It doesn't happen that way. But they've got a proven guy who's been down the road, had an ERA just over three last year in, in what, 60 games mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. So, I think it's a tremendous addition uh, to this bullpen because even with the addition of, of uh, Jared Hughes, you're still right now, at least on paper, going to have a lot of youth down in that bullpen, as you will as far as the rotation is concerned. Yeah, and uh, a sinker ball pitcher. And you look at his numbers at Great American Ballpark. I looked these up today. Uh, 21 games in this ballpark, 21 and a third innings. He's given up one home run. 2.11 ERA pitching in Great American Ballpark. Well, so, they're pretty impressive numbers. Those are good numbers. 749-7000, that's our local number, 1-800-843-2441 or 1-800-THE-BIG-1. As I said, when we come back from our first break, which will be in uh, about five or so minutes, we'll, we'll have Jared Hughes on the telephone. What's interesting uh, is how little activity has gone on uh, so far this winter. And I, I think it was a natural inclination to think that when the Yankees traded for John Carlos Stanton uh, and the Otani kid came from Japan, that the floodgates would open. Nothing yeah. has happened uh, other than Yonder Alonso signing with the Indians and, and the Reds getting Jared Hughes. There has been nothing that's happened. Yeah, usually, like you said, it, it usually falls that way. The big boys yeah. go, the big deals are made, the big free agents are signed. And then it's a trickle-down effect, um, and it usually just snowballs. But uh, this year, for whatever reason, it hit a law after the winter meetings. Uh, it'll probably, I'm sure, it's going to have to pick up after the first of the year because uh, spring training is earlier this year, um, and we'll see what happens. I think a lot of teams are in the wait-and-see mode. They're, they're not as eager to go out there and just spend some crazy money like they were in the past. Well, I think it, some teams are being a little more smart in that regard. Well, and, and it, when you think about who's still out there, guys like Eric Hosmer, Jake Arrieta, mm-hmm. Mike Moustakas, the list goes on and yeah. on. And uh, teams are sitting back and, and taking notice of what's happening. And the interesting thing is right now the trend is to sign guys for two-year contracts, mm-hmm. maybe three, but nothing longer than three years. And maybe – uh, some of these owners that throw money around like they have a key to Fort Knox are realizing that anything more than three years, you're rolling the dice. Well, it's the guaranteed contract in baseball that uh, it's not like football that they're they're not guaranteed if that player gets hurt. Now, granted, these big players they take out insurance policies, they get some of that money back if the player's injured, but it's a guaranteed contracts and uh, it's a time where the sports world is changing, the economics of sport, the sports world is changing. Um, and I think we're going to see a little bit of more, more of a trend of, of 
being a little more smart and not giving out those five-year contracts. Uh, we'll be chatting with Jared Hughes in about four or five minutes uh, here on the Red Sox Stove League, the Wednesday night before uh, New Year's. And uh, i got to believe Dick Williams is just now warming up. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that Jared Hughes will be the last signing or the last trade that this club makes between now and the opening of the season. Well, if you believe the rumors, there's still talk about, you know, the Reds have four outfielders. There's talk about a few of them uh, perhaps being available. I'm sure there's no one on this Reds team that isn't, that they won't pick up the phone and listen. Actually, they don't, might not even pick up the phone anymore. A lot of these guys are just texting and emails now. A lot of the deals when you talk to general managers, there's not a whole lot of talking going on. It's a lot of text, etc. But I imagine that they will listen to about anyone's offer on any player on this team. Well, you continue to hear about Billy Hamilton and, and the San Francisco Giants. I mean, that's the, that's the strongest rumor going. And I've really got to think that if that deal ever comes to fruition, and what's interesting is that all you hear is Hamilton going to the Giants. You don't hear anything about what the Reds may get back in any deal that they make for Billy Hamilton with San Francisco. It's a safe bet to assume that the Giants – are going, if there's a multiple players coming from west to east in the Hamilton deal, that one of those players has to be major league ready. Got to be. Because they don't have anything in their farm system. That's the problem with, uh, you know, people are enamored with Billy Hamilton. They always think that they can make him a better offensive player. Defensively, you're not going to get any better in center field. No. Obviously what he does on the base paths. Um, But... As you said, there is no one that is Major League every day ready Correct. to play center field. Scott Shedler's played there a little bit. Philip Irvin is a young player who showed some signs, but I'm not sure is an everyday center fielder. Jose Peraza played in center field some. That didn't work out. So they've got some on the lower levels of the minor leagues that they're high on. But right now, who's going to play center field on an everyday basis? Well, it's not beyond the realm of possibility if they make a deal uh, with Billy Hamilton involved with San Francisco, that the Reds may get another proven veteran relief pitcher in that deal. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think there's any doubt that they would love to add another veteran relief guy uh, to the mix with a, a starting rotation that, again, is going to be up in the air. Uh, in today's day and age of baseball, if I'm a general manager, I start with my bullpen. It's yeah. become We're talking about six-inning pitchers as far as starters go. The best teams have the best bullpens. Well, coming up, we'll have Jared Hughes, the newest member of the Cincinnati Reds and uh, a member already in good standing of the Reds' bullpen. You're listening to the Reds' Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser, and we'll be back in a moment. With the Reds' Pick 6 plan, you choose any six Reds' home games and save up to 25%, whether you want fireworks Fridays, collect this season's bobbleheads, or see the Reds take on the Cardinals or Cubs, the choice is absolutely yours. Plus, you get six McDonald's Extra Value Meal Vouchers. Purchase your Pick 6 plan now at reds.com slash pick six. Some restrictions apply. We promise you Jared Hughes. We're going to go to the telephones. And, Jared, welcome to the Reds Hot Stove League. This is Marty Brenneman along with Jim Day. And congratulations, young man, for being officially a part of the Reds family. Hello. Where is he, Mikey? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you oh, fine yeah, yeah. now, pal. Marty and Jim, thank you guys for having me on. I'm excited to be a Red. Well, listen, we're thrilled to death that you're here. Uh, Dick Williams made it a priority um, uh, for uh, two months since the season, three months since the season ended. 
that veteran uh, leadership in the bullpen he felt was a necessity. And uh, you fill the bill. I tell you, you pitch so well in this league. Uh, uh, and and I, I guess that we're going to find out from you whether it's a good thing or a bad thing to have spent your entire career in the National League Central. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a good thing because I'm really big on preparation. That's one of the things I plan on bringing to the team uh, is to lead by example in my preparation. And man, do I know the hitters in the NL Central? <laughs> I know them on every team, and uh, and I'm a big scouting report guy. So. I have uh, really, really thorough game plans on the teams in the NL Central and across the league, but because um, I've been in the Central now for uh, six or so years, it's definitely a, uh, it's definitely something that I, I plan on bringing to the team and also pretty in-depth scouting reports on the Milwaukee Brewers and Pittsburgh Pirates because I've been there recently. Jared, you've given up 27 home runs in 369 career innings, which isn't a lot of home runs, particularly in some of these uh, – ballparks in the National League Central. What's your secret? Um, I'm a sinker ball guy. I keep the ball down in the zone. Uh, my, my goal my goal isn't necessarily to strike every hitter out. It's to get ahead in the count and force early action ground balls. I want to get the guy out in three pitches or less. That's, that's the plan for me. So uh, that's what I've done. That's what I've seen works for me. And it keeps the ball in the ballpark. When the ball's on the ground, I know the ball can jump uh, in Cincinnati at times at our ballpark, so I think that uh, it's going to work well, and I'm going to get early action ground ball out, so that's the plan. Yeah, but you've pitched awfully, awfully well in the times in which you've, your number's been called when either the, the Pirates or the Reds, or, or the Brewers, rather, were in Great American Ballpark. You've pitched very, very well in this park. I think that is because of my sinker. Uh, also, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I definitely, every, every time I face, uh, and I face any team, I, I get more prepared to face them the next time because I know the lineup better. So as, as time went on and I continued to face the Reds, I knew the lineup better and better. And that's how it is against the rest of the NL Central for me. So I feel like uh, it's going to be great being back in the Central this year. I'm going to be a, a big part of our squad. And I think that, uh, I think, I don't know, I, I really think that our young, talented team, we go out there, we have a collective identity, we believe we can win. This could be a fun year. Jared, you're, you've been one of those guys that fans get excited about when you come into the game because the way you come into the game. You're one of those guys that when the bullpen door opens, you sprint to the mound. The Reds fans have seen that in the past with a guy named Todd Coffey. You do the exact same thing. When did it start? Why do you do it? So Coffey's definitely faster than me. Uh, I don't know Todd, but I've seen his videos, and he is definitely he – he, he ran faster than I run now. But uh, I just want to clear the air on that. But, uh, but no, so it started when I was in the minor leagues. Um, I, I was always like a, a starter. I paced myself. I didn't throw all too hard. Sinker ball guy. One day I had a bullpen catcher. I kind of had a mediocre career at best in the minors. And I had a bullpen catcher who said, hey, man, you know, things aren't, aren't necessarily going so great. You should just sprint in and throw the ball as hard as you can. Uh, so I was like, all right, why not? Nothing to lose. So I started sprinting in. I started grunting on every pitch I threw. And I picked up four or five miles per hour. I had the best two months of my career, and I got wow. called up to the major leagues. Hey, Jerry, take us through the process that uh, uh, culminated in your signing this multi-year contract with the Reds. How did that all come down? Well, there were a number of teams that expressed interest uh, last month when I was non-tendered by the Brewers, and the Reds were right in the mix. I know Cincinnati well. I love the city. Uh, it's just I really do feel like it's home for me, and I'm excited to, to be able to call it home. Um, so as, as soon as they, they were in the mix, I knew that 
that was definitely going to be a strong, strong uh, possibility. Uh, and as time went on, uh, over, the, over the couple of weeks that I was a free agent, you know, around a month, I'd say, uh, the Reds continued to express interest. Other teams did too. The Reds made me an offer, and I couldn't refuse it. It was just, uh, it was what I was looking for. I want to win in Cincinnati. This is, this is the, this is the best situation. Well, you certainly got a pretty good offensive ball club you're going to be pitching for. Oh, that makes it. That's, I mean, I know you probably hear this every day with people calling in, and you probably say it every day, but Joey Votto is the best hitter in the major leagues. Yeah. Having to be able not have, not to have to face him anymore is such a relief. <laughs> oh, and, but, but, no, it is, it's, we have a great offensive lineup. I think uh, we have a great young starting core uh, in our pitching staff. I'm going to be able to help our bullpen, and we have a good back end of the bullpen. I think this is going to be a team that uh, goes out and surprises a lot of other teams in the major leagues this year. My goal is to have teams, when they see us on the schedule, go, oh, boy, we got to go play Cincinnati. This, isn't, this is something that, that, that they don't want to do, but they fear us, if, if you will. And I want to go into places and just wreck shop, just dominate. Did they talk to you at all about a role in the bullpen? Uh, most of your innings have been in the seventh inning in that variety. Uh, is that what they talk to you about, or do you know your role yet? My, my role throughout my career is varied. And here's, here's what I have on that, is I will do whatever is needed for the team. I'll, I'm, I'm ready from the first pitch of the game. I'm in the bullpen. I'm ready to go. Uh, it's the last pitch of the game. There's whatever is needed from the team. It's something I will do, and I will do with pride because I'm – just lucky to have a chance to throw in the major leagues, and I love the game of baseball. So any chance I can have to throw a ball in a major league game, I'm going to be happy to take the ball and make the most of that chance. i got to tell you, um, you know, you're coming to a, to a team that has a bunch of great guys on the ball club, and I only bring that up because, uh, and this name probably will bring a bell with you, Howard Kelman, who's been the longtime broadcaster <laughs> at Indianapolis, and he texted me the other day, and he said, I'm going to tell you something that you may not know about Jared Hughes. And he said, he's one of the nicest guys that you will ever, ever be associated with in this game of baseball. And that's a great compliment. Howard Kelman is a radio legend. And if anybody listening ever finds himself in Indianapolis, you should tune the dial to, to, to Howard and, uh, and listen to him broadcast Indianapolis Indians. It's, it really is a, it's a special thing. Uh, but I'm, I'm honored for him to say that about me. I don't know if I'm the nicest guy in baseball. You watch me pitch, and I might. Uh, I think you might disagree. Well, we discount what you do when you're on the mound. We're talking about how you are in the clubhouse, and, and that was a great compliment that, that Howard paid you. Now, when do you plan on reporting? Uh, do you go early, or do you show up when you're supposed to show up? How's that go? Uh, you know, I, I, hope, I hope I can get there early. That's the that's the plan. There, I know there's also a mini camp uh, in January that I'd like to try to attend at least some of. Uh, so a lot of it, I've got a, a wife and a one-year-old baby, a son. So a lot of it's going to de- depend on the dynamics of traveling with my family. Um, so, but I, I plan on getting to spring training early just so I can kind of, you know, meet everybody and, and, and kind of start start forming a friendship with my my soon-to-be teammates. Jared, our time is gone with you. We don't want to hold you up anymore, but we can tell you we look forward to uh, shaking hands with you and meeting you face-to-face out in good year. And uh, we hope that good year is a new year is a good year for you and your entire family and for the Reds organization. And thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Well, thank you so much for having me on, and I cannot wait to win in Red. Well, we look forward to seeing you, pal. Thanks very much. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Jared Hughes, uh, we thank him for being with us.
We're glad you all are with us here at the Holy Grail Banks, and we'll continue with more and hopefully take your phone call, 749-7000-1800-BIG1. We'll be back in a moment. Red Sox Stove League is back live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Alongside the Hall of Famer, Marty Brenneman on Jim Day. We invite you. you to enter Scooter's Scooter Sweepstakes for your chance to win Scooter Jeanette's Yamaha Zuma 125 Scooter. This one-of-a-kind scooter was presented to Scooter in recognition of his five-hit, four-home-run, 10-RBI game back on June 6th. Only $10 per entry. See official rules at reds.com slash slash scooter. And, Marty, you would look fine on that scooter. Maybe a sidecar with a helmet. No, Amanda would look good on that scooter, not Marty. Well, Amanda. Yes. The, the former Harley Davidson rider, That right? big old hog she's got. 749-7000, or 1-800-THE-BIG-1. If you're so inclined, dial us up. Give us your opinion on whatever might be on your mind. And with that thought in mind, we're back to the phones. And Norwood, Herbie, you had the distinct honor of, yes, being our very first caller. What's on your mind? Well, first off, Happy New Year to you. Same to you, sir. And, Marty, I'd like to say what your opinion. How would it feel? I think you should be the next statue of the Cincinnati Red family. And how uh, how would you feel about that? I feel honored, just like all the rest of those guys, but I'm, I'm sure there are people that are ahead of me, and I'm not even in the Reds Hall of Fame, for God's sake. How in the world well, could you put a statue up? Well, they're missing a key piece, and uh, you've been the voice of the Reds for a long time, and, you know, uh, I enjoy listening to all the games and watching, and you make entertainment, and I think if you ask all the fans there, I think they would uh, agree. Well, you're a nice man, Herbie. I appreciate the comments. I truly do. We should clarify, though. You're not in the Reds Hall of Fame because broadcasters are not eligible for the Reds Hall of Fame, correct? Which is, which is stupid. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not judging that. You can, you can judge that as you just did. But you're not being slighted by the Reds Hall of Fame. There are no broadcasters in the Reds Hall of Fame. That's correct. But... And I, I do maintain it's stupid. I do. <laughs> you can suck up to them all you want to. I'm not sucking up to them. Yes, I, you are. No. Yes, you I are. do think that there will be a statue of you outside of the ballpark I one don't day. Think so. In addition to probably, I would think we'd be doing games from the Marty Brenneman press box one day. Stupid. But that is just me. You know how many letters are in the word stupid? Well, go ahead no, and take the no, next one. I was call. told that math or spelling <laughs> were not part of this gig. So we'll move on to Sheldon, Walnut Hills. Sheldon, what's on your mind? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, I like the way that Garrett Hughes comes and approaching this new Cincinnati Reds organization. I just, just hope some other pitchers and players can try to have that team spirit and go out there and win with the Reds, for the Reds, because we need the team to get back on track again. We, we die hard fans from the 70s till now, because there's still some believers out there. They can put it together. Well, what's your comment on that? Tell you what, you're, I think you're talking about Jared Hughes and the enthusiasm yeah. that he brought to Tremendous the table. Tremendous enthusiasm, yeah. Sheldon. I mean, and we're just listening to him through a phone line. Imagine sitting in the clubhouse with that guy or being around him on an everyday basis. It seems like 
he can easily rub off on you and get you excited. I mean, when he was talking about coming through the bullpen door and I'll take the ball in the first inning, it doesn't matter. I no just lie. want to throw Major League Baseball pitches to the enthusiasm that he talked with. Uh, hopefully he's going to rub off. And, again, you, you need guys like that. It's a grind. It's a 162-game season. You don't always have the mo- most energy that you would like on a daily basis, and you need so-called energy guys. Say that again? Energy guys. I got you covered. Sheldon, does that cover it all, pal? Nice talking with you. <laughs> seven four nine seven thousand one eight hundred. the big one. I know wherever you are in Reds country, you are – standing by with bated breath to call and ask Jim or myself a question or make a comment about something you might have an opinion on, and that's the reason why we are here. Indeed. Indeed. So don't hesitate. Don't be reluctant because we will give you all the airtime that you possibly need. Going back to Jared Hughes, uh, based on the enthusiasm that he generated in the time that we had him on the phone, if they're looking for a positive influence in the bullpen – and normally you expect that out of a veteran pitcher. He will be an even bigger addition to this club with that kind of enthusiasm, which I don't think is, is phony. I think it's legitimate. Yeah, and his nickname is the Bull, probably because he's a bulldog. He takes the rim of his hat, pulls it down, and he's got a mean look on the mound, sprints to the mound, and uh, let's, let's hope that it works out. I mean, he, he's had some good numbers, and let's hope it continues. He's 32 years of age. We're not talking about a guy... Correct. On the back end of his career, yeah. the total back end of his career. So, um, again, like we talked about at the top of the show, I think it's a good addition. Without any question. He's Jim Day. I'm Marty Brenneman. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, and we will continue when we come back after this. Short answer for your opportunity to win the Hot Stove League grand prize, a customized Reds hand-painted bat courtesy of Mitchell Bat Company. On March the 28th, during our final Hot Stove League show on opening day eve, entry slips can be found next to the Mitchell Bat Company bat displayed with the aforementioned weekly prizes. Uh, let's go back to the telephone. And to Dent we go, and to Gene, you are on the air. Hey, Marty, how great is this? Uh, I couldn't pass up this opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm glad you called, Gene. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, because um, I usually haven't been able to listen on Wednesdays, and it's like, wow, I'm not passing this up. So I just couldn't resist calling in because it's been just fantastic to listen to you all these years. And, you know, I was a kid. I went to Crosley, so, um, you know, just uh, really like a little taste of baseball here in this freezing weather. Well, we sure appreciate your calling, especially on a night as chilly as it is outside and will be for the rest of the week. Yeah, for real. And um, congrats to uh, to Jim there. And, um, you know, th- uh, there'll never be another call as good as Adam Dunn, but I didn't want to miss this opportunity. There you go. <laughs> How about that now? Hey, Gene, thank you uh, for the comments, and we appreciate your call. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Gene. Stay warm out there. All right, let's go to Springdale. Carlton standing by. Carlton. Oh, Marty, this comes from Springfield. Can you hear me? Yeah, there's an echo in here. I hear you. Hi, Counselor. How you doing, brother? <laughs> What's happening, Carlton? You. Ain't that funny, Carlton. I just want to thank you guys for being on the radio and the TV. Well, I can look at some of it. Y'all are very good guys, all right? I thank you, Marty. I just want to tell you that and you and Jim Kelch, okay? All right, we appreciate it. Thanks, Carlton. Oh, 
Hey, the same to you, pal. Have a good New Year's. That's Carl. He might have got started early. <laughs> he certainly got a real chance, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. 749-7000, Dial us up and let's talk some Reds baseball. And You know, I've often said over the years that once the holidays come and go and the calendar turns from the old year into the new, now you're on warp speed as far as from that point on until the beginning of spring training and, of course, beginning of the year. And then the, the real kickoff is the Reds Caravan, which comes up uh, in late January. Yeah, looking forward to that where we uh, head north, south, east, and west, four bus loads full. And uh, that's when you really, uh, the ground roots movement of really seeing the Reds fans across Reds country. And I'm not sure which direction I'm going this year. I have not. None of us do. Yeah. I have not been on the so-called rock star bus and I now that would be good now. And rock would, star, so-called. That rock would star. be the fulfillment of a dream come true. It would be a bucket list bus. item. But because <laughs> we are very, very particular about who gets on that bus with us. That's probably why I haven't been on there and probably why I won't be on there. Well, but. I know if you play your cards right. Uh, and the other part of that is, see, all those ne'er-do-wells that are on one of the other three buses, they make fun of us and they make very demeaning comments about myself and Jamie Ramsey and and uh, and Rizzo. And well, you do like to brag a lot. No, we don't. The, yeah. No, we just promote ourselves as being a cut above the other three buses. I mean, well, like I all, said, we are like the rock star group. I understand. What, what do you want from me? Some of us have, we have goals to aspire to, and that would be one. Well, you play your cards right, then uh, your aspiration may become a reality. If you don't, then it won't. I mean, as simple as that. Kicks off January 25th. So that's Thursday, right? Thursday, January 25th. So we're looking forward it's, to that. It's, it's a four very tiring days. I'm being serious now. But it also is four very fulfilling days. We have a lot of laughs. Uh, we enjoy rubbing shoulders with hundreds of thousands of fans and wherever we might be. Uh, by the time Sunday rolls around, you're ready to sleep for about 12 hours. But it is a real kick. You gain about you well five. Know. Gain about five pounds, which I don't need, but it's uh, some good eats along the way and definitely a lot of laughs. Hey, I want to get your thoughts on, on well, something. Well, please do. The Reds uh, had announced that uh, in April and September that they're going to experiment with 640 start times. Yes. Uh, to accommodate, you know, one, one person cheering, to accommodate uh, kids still in school, the game's ending a little earlier in those times. Uh, we have long games nowadays, so... Um, I like it. What are your thoughts? I love it. <laughs> I don't just like it. I love it. I think it's a tremendous idea. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, when the season ends, they're going to realize that this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some clubs, to my knowledge, in baseball. Uh, I think San Diego's games are all at 640. Uh, a lot of Arizona Diamondbacks games yeah. are at 640. Uh, and that you cannot imagine what a difference that half an hour makes over the course of a night as opposed to starting at 710. Yeah, some even start at 610. Yeah, that's uh, a little bit too early for uh, the market we're in and where right. people come from to see a Reds game. Yeah, teams, uh, you mentioned uh, Arizona. The Rockies have done it as well. Uh, we've seen Milwaukee do it on the, the occasional weekend. Yep. Um, 
So I like it. I think uh, fans will grow to like it, particularly in the months of April and September when kids are, are in school or still in school. No question. 749-7000, We are heading into the home stretch of this Wednesday night edition of the Red's Hot Stove League, and we'll continue from the Holy Grail Banks in a moment. Thank you. All right, we're back at the Holy Grail Banks. It is the Red's Hot Stove League. We are presented by Budweiser. The Red's Hall of Fame and Museum presented by Dinsmore is back once again, again offering off-season tours of Great American Ballpark. Tours include the Reds Clubhouse, radio and TV booths. You can go into the booth. The, the guy sitting to my right does the games, one Martin Brenneman. Go in the dugouts and more. Two tours are offered each Saturday through March. Visit RedsMuseum.org for additional information. All right, back to the phones we go. we got a three standing by. Try to get them all in before we sign off tonight. In the great, great state of Indiana, Nick, you're on the air. Hey, Marty, how you doing? If I was any better than Nick, I'd hire you to enjoy it with me. What's up? Hey, we'd have a good time, I'm telling you. I hear you, bro. Hey, uh, I go back to the Wade Hoyt days, so uh, I just want to know how much I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, I got a question for you. All right. Did your boy, Tom... Ever spell his name, T-O-M, when he was a boy? He, he spelled, you mean, did he ever spell his name any other way but T-H-O-M? Yes. The answer to that question would be no. Now, let me ask you a question. Tell me how you spell Thomas. T-H-O-M-A-S. All right. You drop the A-S off of that word, and what have you got? T-H-O-M. Bingo. Here's the reason I have. I know a guy that was in spring training in the mid-70s. All right. He tells me this story that he's down there and he gets a baseball during batting practice. He sees this 10-year-old boy down at the dugout, takes that baseball down to this 10-year-old boy, and uh, she asks him to go out and get some autographs for him. The boy takes the ball, he brings it back to him, and uh, he's got autographs on it. The guy I know asks him, he goes, did you sign the baseball? The boy says, no, I did not. And he goes, well, I want you to sign it too. And he showed me the baseball. And he signed it T-O-M. He signed it T-O-M. He sure did. That's the only day in his lifetime that he had a brain cramp. Well, I, you know, I can't confirm that it's his writing, but I do have the... I, well, I if, have you, if you can read it, I can promise you it ain't his writing because you can't read anything he writes. Okay. So that's well, anyway. a phony autograph if you can read it to each letter and it's crystal clear because his signature looks like he's writing in Russian. Okay. The reason, and on that baseball... Make it autograph- quick. we got to go. Make it quick. Okay. Pete Rose is on there, Stan Musial, Lou Brock, Doug Flynn, the, uh, the Wild, the Herboski. Well, let me, let me cut you off a minute. Okay. For one thing, when I came and when Tom Brenneman came, Stan Musial had not been playing forever. Well, that's true, so, but he, did, he was an executive and a Hall of Famer 
for the Cardinals for a short period of time. And being a Hall of Famer in a spring training at a Cardinals game, I can I can see where Stan Musial might be there in his presence. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm going to ask Tom the next time I talk to him. Okay. Thank you for I'm your call, that. Nick. Thank you. This were hey. the Oscars. They would have started playing the music. They certainly would have. You want to take another question real quick from Heidi? Heidi, Heidi what you got? Hi. I'm so glad that Jim Day is coming over from the dark side. So are we, Heidi. Thank you. Yeah. Um, See what you've done to these people, the dark side. (laughs) I'm sorry, Heidi. Go ahead. I have a question about Billy Hamilton. Well, you better make it quick because we're about 30 seconds away from signing off. Okay. Um, If he only could practice his bunting, do you think he could stay? If he was a better bunner, the Reds would not even entertain trading him. That's correct. That Can is he correct. work on his uh, batting on the bunting on the off season? He does. From uh, everything we hear, he does. We uh, got to go, uh, Heidi. We're out of time. Jimmy, have a great New Year. You too, Marty. Behave yourself, I and will. I'll see you in a few weeks. All right. Everybody here, have a great New Year. Everybody listening, do the same. Join us next week. I'll be here soloing or maybe with somebody else on the Red Hot Stove League. Thank you.